Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and my co-host, Ebre Howard. We hope that you guys have had a fantastic Thanksgiving and that you're super excited and ready for Christmas. I absolutely love this time of year. And we have had some amazing guests on our show. And the last week we had on Cosette Raymond, absolutely incredible human being. It was so fun to have her on the show. We talked about a lot of really good things of just breaking generational cycles, but also breaking generational um, cycles within business. And it was it was really fascinating. It was really cool to get her perspective. One of the things that we talked a little bit about was this thing called emotional reactivity. And she has a great um, head on her shoulders as far as this goes and her perspective on it and what she has done to get out of the rat race and create a a successful business without playing into this um, emotional reactivity. So go and listen to that podcast. It was just last week. Uh, it's all about how to apply this within a business. But today we get to talk about emotional reactivity within our families. And what does this mean? What does this look like? Also, for those watching on video, <laughs> my face looks like half of it is off a little bit. It's because it is. I don't know what happened. I woke up with half of my face completely like just bloodshot red and my eye is still freaking out and hurts. But we're here and it's all good. We'll we'll figure life out. Um, but so emotional reactivity. Um, first off. Because glue fell on your eye. Well, yeah, there was some glue and stuff that we think might might have caused it, but I thought I got it all out. We don't know. Anyways, Emery, what is your first question about emotional reactivity? So I understand that emotional reactivity all, all of obviously means um, the emotional part and you're reacting to it. But, like, what are some examples of emotional reactivity? Okay, good question. So, uh, emotional reactivity for a child might look something like someone grabs your toy. The emotion that comes up is super angry. So, you react super angry. And instead of being able to um, react the way that you want, you're letting your emotions choose how you're going to react. Or for a parent... That might look like um, asking kids to do their chores and they come back five minutes later and nobody started their chores. And so the parent gets super mad and starts yelling at everybody for not doing their chores. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So what's your next question? Um, Well, is there anything that could be good, useful, about emotional reactivity. Ooh, I like that question. People don't usually think of emotional reactivity as a possible good thing. But here, we talk a lot about how everything that we have and our gifts and our emotions are all gifts from God, right? So Uh that's a good question. 
Um, emotional reactivity is typically pegged as a negative attribute or a something that is getting in our way for life. And I know for me, especially at the beginning of being a mom, I would yell a lot. I was frustrated a lot. I'd get anxiety attacks a lot. I, I, in public, I was really good at behaving and being one way and just appearing calm. And, but at home, I would still try to be calm and try to not overreact about everything. But I was super anxious, thoughts of like, but no, you can't do that. Like, I'm trying so hard. Please don't behave that way. Please don't do that thing. Please mind me. Like, you're supposed to do what I'm telling you to do because when we're in public, people are going to be watching. Um, And so it usually, I, I would yell and get really mad about the littlest things or even if it wasn't necessarily my kid's fault that walking into a messy room that maybe it was laundry that wasn't done and I hadn't had the opportunity to get to the laundry because the dishes were piling up and I had just spent two hours trying to help calm Emery down and there was just lots more for me to do and just being very reactive to my surroundings and frustrated with where I was. So um, for a long time, I also believed that emotional reactivity was just a total curse, was something that was wrong with me and was I was broken for doing it. But actually, um, this this very question was what came to my mind that Emery asked, uh, is there something good about it? Is there a way that we can use this? And that's when everything started to change for me of being able to realize that emotional reactivity isn't a bad thing. It's it's how we make decisions of what we're going to buy. Uh, our emotions are what helps us decide if we are going to be in a relationship with somebody, if we want to pursue a hobby, if like our emotions and the reactions that we give to those emotions are actually something that's super beneficial um, to just being human and being able to relate to others. I remember somebody saying like, that they never, they never felt like they overreacted that, um, just being a mom or being a dad, it was super easy. And, and there wasn't really any big struggles at home. And I remember feeling so broken because of that, because that was not my story. I did struggle with that and I was super frustrated, but now I can say, I don't feel that same overwhelm, that same guilt and that same frustration and that same just constantly running into my own problems over and over again and it's not because the emotional reactivity has um eliminated itself from my life but it's because i've learned how to use it and um for example when i used to believe that my depression and mental illness and all of those things were getting in the way of me being a good mom but when i realized that those were part of me and how could I show up as being a good mom with those things? It allowed me to give space for this idea that I don't have to be the same as everyone else to be a good mom. I don't have to be able to have the energy to do all the cute crafts. I don't have to be able to um, have the energy to get up super early in the morning to do school. I don't have to all the things to be able to raise good and healthy kids and at first that was really scary 
that didn't feel like it would really work because if I'm laying in bed all day, how the heck are my kids going to get anything good out of life? But just that allowance, that space, it made it so that when I was in bed, I wasn't beating myself up, which gave me more and greater emotional energy. And so then when I was in bed resting, I actually started to feel rested from going and laying in bed all day. And the next day I felt a little bit more capable. And instead of beating myself up for spending, uh, being the in bed most of the day, I allowed myself to believe that I could still be a good mom in the few hours that I was out of bed. And then being in bed made it so I wasn't beating myself up and it was actually rejuvenating and I was able to give even more energy. And that carried on for years. Like it was it was a really hard process because I had to be incredibly patient with myself. And I am somebody who really likes to check things off the list, move on through uh, Excel and move on to the next step. I don't want to sit in the same area for very long. Um, and so that was really frustrating. But as I allowed myself to realize these are my limitations right now and I can love myself right now, that enabled me to gain the energy back because I wasn't beating myself up when I needed the rest. And also the it produced a kind of faith within me of realizing my relationship with God is so much more than my abilities to be able to do everything that I can trust that God is very aware of where I'm at and that he will give our family the the experiences that we need to build bonds and connection and relationship. And that tied right into the fact that my um, mental um, illnesses that I was dealing with allowed me to see my kids that when they were sad, when they were depressed, when they were struggling, when they were having anxious moments to realize just what they needed, exactly how to hold space for them because I've learned how to hold space for myself. And so in that way, it was another gift. And now, yes, we still have episodes of depression, anxiety, things like that, but they're not an illness to us anymore. They're not something that's getting in the way because we've learned how to use them. We've learned how to see them as just one moment and one event. And then they don't stretch out for months and months. So now those things are more just like normal emotions that come and ebb and flow in our life of um, everybody gets sad, but it doesn't control your world and it doesn't loom over you for years. That's what depression used to do for me. Now I can see patterns of depression arise. Sometimes it's only for like an hour, which would other people would just deem as normal sadness. Um, and sometimes it lasts a day or two, but it's not to the all encompassing, consuming, just debilitating kind of depression that I once knew. And it's really cool because now I can use it and recognize, holy cow, I'm going through this state of depression. My body, my emotions, everything is worn out. I need to allow myself to rest. And I'm so grateful for this part of myself that's allowing this. So that is just a little bit of how to kind of apply it in another area. Um, but with emotional reactivity, I actually teach classes and lots on this because this this is the trick to it <laughs> and I've been saying it the whole time 
And it's really simple. And I can, I understand I was pretty frustrated with how simple it was at first too. Um, so if you're mad at me for saying this, I get it. Um, but the trick behind emotional reactivity isn't to fix it. It's to learn how to use it. And I think when we start to realize that that is a human behavior, not something that's wrong with us. And we start to look into the future of if another human was emotional reactive, it would be hugely helpful to have learned how to use the skill so that we knew exactly how to help that person. We knew how to hold space for us and we didn't feel like it was an attack on us. And having that skill would then also help us know how to hand that skill down to our kids. It's it's kind of like in business, if you are super successful in business and you see an entrepreneur who is struggling and they're running into all the same ruts that you did at first, you don't go over there and say, yep, you're an idiot and you should never have even started on this business because you're running into all these problems and that's just pathetic. You would go over there and say, hey, I get it. Like I have been exactly where you are and you're doing amazing because you've started a business. You've kept going and and there's so much waiting for you. Don't stop. I can help in these areas if you ever want it. And and it's just so much more hopeful of a conversation when we start to allow space. But you never become successful in business if you don't ever make mistakes. You have to make mistakes. And I think the same is true for parenting. You won't ever become successful in parenting if you don't ever make mistakes. And if one of your mistakes is emotional reactivity, then um, there's a lot. There's just so much in store for you <laughs> that you can utilize it. You can use it and it can help you create a brighter and more hopeful path for you and your family and generations to follow. Okay, that was a long tangent, Emery. Did that answer your question? <laughs> You're looking at me with like the kind of a blank face. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what would you say the negative parts of emotional reactivity are? Well, obviously, if you don't know how to use it, then you don't know how to use it. So you'll uh so without using it. It would be using it in bad ways. Yep, yep. So one of the ways that I like to explain this is thinking about it in the terms of money. If you were given for your first job, um, if you were paid, let's say, $7 an hour, and you get your first paycheck, and maybe it's only like $200, you get this $200 check, and you could... um see this as a stumbling block because your goal and your ambition, what you really want in life is to be a millionaire. And this $200 check is not a million dollar check. This is not what you wanted. This is not what you were going after. So if your ambition is to make a million dollars a month and you get this $200 check for the month, you could throw that money away, but would that help you? Obviously not. No, it wouldn't help you, right? But let's say then that you take this ten or this two hundred dollars check and you go and you spend it on things like toys and cooking utensils, some games, a movie, whatever it is, some food. Um, would that eventually get you to a million dollar check for the month? Uh obviously not obviously not like right it seems like that would be 
very obvious, but here's the deal. When you use $200 to provide for your needs, where you're then able to actually go out and start to learn more. So if you spent that $200 getting food, getting things that you enjoy, helping yourself out so that way you can feel good about what you've just accomplished, getting that $200, then you can then go out and start to feel good about other actions. So it's really not so much about um, the amount of money as where you are going and where's your headspace and what are you actually looking to accomplish? And are you willing to believe that the steps you are taking will get you there? That is one of the biggest things. If you get that $200 check and you believe dang it, I'm sunk. This will never get me to where I want to go. Then you might buy all the exact same things, the food, the toys, the movies, all the stuff. And it's not going to get you to where you want to go because you're not looking for those opportunities. You're beating yourself up inside saying, I'm so far away from what I want to be. I'm never going to get there. And so you perpetuate that way of living, that way of thinking, and you continue forever and ever just make $200 and it doesn't get you to where you want to go. But if you get that $200 check and you let that belief build inside of you where you're like, holy cow, I just made $200. This is my first job ever. If I can make $200, surely there's a way to do more. How can I use this? And maybe you would choose to buy a little bit less games or maybe no games at all. Maybe you would choose to buy just a movie instead. Maybe you would go out and get a little bit more healthy food or Um, depending on where you're at, eat with your in-laws or people that are around you. Like you would start to utilize resources around you because you knew you were going somewhere else. You knew this is not where you were going to stay. So you would want to use what you had to the best of its ability. And then eventually you would be able to make a little bit more money. You would learn a little bit more. You'd meet more people. You'd connect. You'd feel good about yourself and your efforts that you would want to keep growing in this ability to make money. And that that is one of the biggest and the saddest things to me about this emotional reactivity is we see this as the $200 check. We see this as, dang it, I'm emotionally reactive. I'm not a good parent. I'm so far from being where I want to be, from helping my kids be emotionally healthy. How on earth will I ever help them to be confident and capable human beings. If I am so over the top about all these little things, how do I hold space for them when I feel attacked by their shortcomings? And and we just start to believe and fall into this pit that we will never get to where we want because we keep getting this $200 check. <laughs> when really, if we start realizing the fact that you know how to make that much money, that's evidence that you will know how to make more. And there's ways to do that. So, um, yeah, that's I could go in more, but it would end up being hours long discussion because that's that's what I do. And that's why how I help people to, to go and walk through those things, because I understand firsthand all of the questions and all of the roadblocks we put in our own mental thinking of why it won't work. And it's so it's so beneficial and so much more helpful to walk through it with somebody. So if that's you, if you felt like emotional reactivity is getting in the way of you being a good parent, then come join me. Click on um, the link that's provided in this. Um, oh, what's it called? Podcast description. There we go. And 
it will take you to my website. You can fill out the form there and get the first blueprint. That's a great way to get started. But also, if you want to just connect with me, if you have questions, reach out to wandahoward.live on Instagram. That's that's a wonderful place. And I'll try to, I'll put that in the link to my link to my Instagram as well. But that is, it's just so fun what we can do when we start learning how to use it. Just like when you have made that $200 and people start teaching you how to actually utilize it so you can get to where you want to go or invest it and how to understand it, how to think about it, how to process it. It's the same with this emotional reactivity. It's just the cash that you've been given. It's not actually a stumbling block unless you believe that you're never going to get to where you want to go. So that's, there's my tangent again. (laughs) Did you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Well, we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us. And please remember throughout this week, as you go on about your day, that you are doing incredible. You're doing amazing with everything that you have on your plate, being a parent and going about all the things that you're doing. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're somebody who isn't okay with settling, that isn't okay with just being in mediocrity forever, that you want the best for you and your kids and that something in you believes that that's possible. So hold on to that part of yourself. It's beautiful and keep going. You're doing incredible. I'm here for you if you ever need it. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to wandahoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.